This is Between Sessions with Dr. Sharon, a podcast hosted by Dr. Sharon Givens, a licensed professional counselor and certified career counselor with 20 years of experience helping individuals overcome personal and professional obstacles. Whether you're struggling with anxiety, depression, or career satisfaction, this podcast provides valuable insights and practical strategies to start your journey to a more satisfying and fulfilling life and work today. I am so excited today to launch this podcast. It's something that I've been thinking about for quite some time, and mainly because I wanted to know what was the best way to get resources or strategies to individuals that may not have access to a coach or a counselor. And there's so many topics that can be discussed and that I've come across in therapy that are really beneficial. I also spent a great deal of time trying to figure out what would be the first topic that I would talk about for my podcast. What would be most important at this time to include in my first episode? So I decided that I wanted to discuss grief for a number of reasons. It certainly resonates with everyone on some level or another. I also thought about as we approach Mother's Day, that there's a large group of people that may be having an extremely difficult time as people start to reminisce about being nurtured, encouraged, and comforted comforted by their mom who has passed away. So that really stuck with me because I'm one of those people. And as we move through life, I know that we all will experience grief. And grief can come from the death of a loved one or beloved pet companion, the end of a relationship, and even missed opportunities. We don't always recognize that there's an element of grief involved at first, but it certainly can come from non-events as well as events. So it is an important issue and I'm glad that I can share some insight on this topic today and more importantly that I'm hoping that individuals will maybe, maybe get some strategies, some hope, some skills or tools as I just just talk about this today. Even that bittersweet feeling that accompanies positive life stage transitional moments, like graduating, you know, this is graduation season. And I have clients now that are really experiencing a lot of anxiety because they're separating from people that they've come to know for three, four, five years. Um, also, you know, there's an element of grief with getting a new job because you're excited, it's a new opportunity. But if you're getting that new opportunity, it means that you're leaving something behind. Those events can qualify as grief as you're permanently moving from one phase into another. So I thought I would add that because many individuals don't recognize that there is an element of grief involved in that. You know, grief 
is natural. It's a normal reaction to loss and change. Grief is not a mental health issue. Um, it's not something that we necessarily diagnose. It's natural. It, it's a reaction. It's a response to something that we are missing, for example. So one of the things that I decided to do is look at a model of how to treat clients who are experiencing grief. Because I will say 80 to 90% of my clients are experiencing grief at some level in some form regarding some issue. So I think it was important for me to address that. So I have spent a lot of time researching, studying grief, always trying to get appropriate tools for individuals to cope. So I came up with what I call the 3S model. And the 3S model is systems, strategies, and support. Because in my experience, those are the three things that tend to help address grief the most. Having a system, some clear strategies, and certainly having as much support as possible. A lot of people ask, what do you mean by systems? And this is where we fully engage, first of all, in the stages. And most people are familiar with the stages of grief, the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, um, because grief is systematic. And it tends to go through those five stages where I don't believe this person is really gone. I don't believe this opportunity is really gone. And then when you recognize that, here comes what? The anger. I'm so angry that this person is gone or this opportunity is no longer available. Then we can move to bargaining. I promise I'll change if they come back. How can I bargain? How can I make this better? And then we would move to depression. I feel hopeless about my future without them. And finally, as we progress, hopefully we will get to acceptance. I can go on. I'm hopeful. I can live a life without them. Now, that is quite of a process. It's quite a system to navigate, but it's certainly possible. And another system I encourage um, clients to take part in is creating rituals, starting to create more systemic systematic practices um, to honor that person or to think about living life again without that person or opportunity. Another way I would look at this and I would classify maybe as a system is developing new routines. Because if someone has been in your life or you have been accustomed to doing something a certain way and you no longer do that, you have to develop a new routine or what I would classify as a new system. So those are some things that I 
discuss with clients as it relates to systems. Um, and then, of course, we have to think about what strategies. Because one of the reasons people come to therapy is that they want what tools and strategies that they can practice beyond our time, beyond the space that we have or share together. There are so many different strategies that can help people navigate the loss and the change. There's never an exact right or wrong way to grieve. So I'm always very clear and I'm always, always intentional about articulating that. I first let my clients know, give yourself some grace, particularly around those unexpected moments. They may have a trigger. Um, they may hear a song or see someone that reminds them of the person. And however you respond or react in that moment, give yourself some grace. It's okay. Um, I encourage my clients to set aside grief time. You may have five or 10 minutes in the morning where you really, really want to engage in that process. Give it a time limit, say 10 minutes, I'm gonna think about it. And that way you can have the remainder of your day to focus on the tasks um, that you have to accomplish. Set boundaries, um, particularly when we lose a person, individuals are wanting you to come visit, engage, or they're wanting to come and spend time to, in some cases, to just make up for that loss. It's okay if you say, no, I do not want any guests at this time. I do want to spend this holiday just reflecting and in my own space. We don't have to feel guilty for setting boundaries and wanting to spend just some quality time in many cases alone. Another strategy that I offer to my clients is limiting social media, particularly if it's around a holiday or like Mother's Day is coming up and you're seeing all of these individuals spending time with their mom and you're thinking about, oh my, my mom is not there. Or at Christmas time, you see families engaging and there are family members that are missing. I think it can be much healthier to maybe limit social media, particularly during those, those times. Another strategy that I found and I share with clients is reaching out to others that are dealing with loss. Um, having more of that collaborative grieving. Um, but in many cases, we feel better because we are helping other people. And then what about activities? What were things that you enjoyed before the loss? What are things that still bring you meaning in your life? And how can you focus on those activities? Finding more opportunities to just relax can certainly be really, really helpful as well. So those are some strategies. Of course, there are a lot more, but those are the ones that I really concentrate on. I love to share with my clients and others 
So I'm hoping as somebody may listen that this will be helpful for them as well. And then a support system. What does support look like? Of course, I'll go to maybe friends and family. I encourage and I'm a big fan of support groups because you get to connect and dialogue with individuals who are experiencing loss. Now, it may be a different type of loss, but at least you can connect around the notion that you all are experiencing loss. In many cases, you may need that individual support from a therapist, somebody like me, which I always encourage that as well. Grief counseling can certainly be very, very beneficial. It's okay to let people help you. I think sometimes when we go through that loss, we want to be independent. We want to maintain that independence. And we don't allow people to do things that we could allow them to do. Because grief can feel lonely. But people in our life who really, really care about us, they will want to support you. And try to let go of that anxiety you feel about being a burden. Um, I always have this discussion with many of my clients. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to go to their house for the holidays because I will feel like I'm a third wheel or I don't belong. There are people that really care and let people help you, allow them to support you. It may also be healing to seek out those spaces where people can comfort you and provide you with the support that you need at that time. So I think a few other just practices or strategies that might help us, I think we do have to keep in mind that although most people are well in intention when they want to help, they may feel awkward. So I encourage you as you get support, Tell people specifically what you need. What can they do to help you? What can they do to support you? And I think it makes it a much easier process for, for both of you. I would say some final thoughts or some, I guess, some additional uh, information that I think is very important to share around this topic is don't bottle it up. Uh, many of my clients have come to me because they've carried this, the grief and those feelings for years and years. And it's so much harder to dismantle at that point because they've carried it for years and years. I know it isn't fun. We don't get a joy out of processing it and working through it. But these are emotions that we have to feel in order for us to get through it. Trying to suppress your emotions in the short term will only make them more powerful when they do eventually find an outlet. So the sooner, the better is what I always suggest when dealing with grief. Think about taking care of yourself. It's it's normal for many of our daily routines, um, but you want to make sure that you're intentional with getting enough sleep, eating well, exercising, socializing, 
making sure that you're not operating in isolation, um, taking care of your chores, your daily tasks that can sometimes get disrupted because you are grieving at that time. You don't want to be hard on yourself, but at the same time, you want to take care of your physical health, of course, the best way that you can. At the very least, continue whatever positive activities and practices that you had in place prior to the loss. We all know that grief hurts because it's connected to love. And that's really the key element there. That's why it hurts so much. It wouldn't hurt if it wasn't connected to something or someone that we loved so much. So inevitably, the grieving process takes what? Time. A lot of people will ask, how long will I feel this way? I wish I had an answer, but there is no answer for that question. Healing can happen gradually. It can't be forced. You can't hurry it along. So I don't have an answer when people say, well, what's the normal time span for this? There's not one. There's no normal timetable for grieving. So I encourage you to release yourself from those expectations of six months, eight months, nine months. I should be over this. In many cases, five years, I should be over this. Release yourself from any expectations around that. Everyone grieves differently. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. I've also seen where people begin to what? Compare themselves. Oh, he seems to be much better now. And he lost someone a year ago. Why am I still experiencing these feelings? So comparison gets us nowhere when it comes to the grieving process. The idea that grief should look a certain way or last a certain amount of time is both untrue and unhelpful. So I really want to reiterate that. The idea that grief should look a certain way or last a certain amount of time is both untrue and unhelpful. I hope that some of these strategies have helped someone as they may be dealing with grief. I want you to look at what systems you can put in place, what strategies that you can use, and what support that you have around you. So please visit me again at Between Sessions with Dr. Sharon for hopefully some more good tips that'll help you to cope in your everyday life.